a lot of the times like I got stuck and I noticed it with songs, like with books, everything. I'm trying to learn too many things at once. And because mm-hmm. of all this information coming in, I'm stalled and then I learn anything. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back for another episode of Moved Entrepreneur Evolved. And we've got an awesome guest here, someone that's in amazing transition of so many cool things. Joe Lobach, the man of organic and mindset, make more money kind of shit. What's up, man? Not a whole lot, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about these things. I don't, I don't often find myself in a platform with somebody that actually cares and is passionate about those things as much as I am. So I'm very, uh, very happy and grateful to be here, man, honestly. Hey, you know what I found? I'll tell you this. People come on and then they're like, hey, man, I'm excited about doing this. I'm like, they always turn out pretty good. So we've got to... We've got a, an iron fist over here of good luck. So here's what we're going to do. Hell yeah. I'm going to throw this kind of at this real quick. And I thought I'd just get some feedback from you. So it was a little bit ago you had kind of made a post and said, had a pretty solid culture shock the other day, went to a third world country with no expectations <laughs> and got slapped in the face with perspective. I saw family on the side of the road, skin like leather from being in a 96 degree sun for years selling coconuts on the side of the road for maybe $20 a week. And they didn't have shoes on cobblestone road made like a million years ago. And you go on with this post. And I'm just curious what was going on. What was perspective to you? Cause I've traveled a lot and I know exactly what that feels like. So I was curious to kind of get your feedback on what you kind of learned through that process. Yeah, dude, honestly, it was, it was pretty eye-opening. I, so I was kind of in the middle. So I went to uh, went to Mexico for a vacation. Well, I was more of a Baptist on kind of vacation. Now, when I went, I was kind of in a transition period with two other clients, and I was just kind of moving on to another phase of my life. So there's a lot of busy things. I was learning like a whole new system. I was interacting with an industry that I really have no business being in. Like I I don't know this language. I don't know the jargon. Like whatever. So I'm. I don't know, there's, you know, a confidence factor and I'm feeling kind of weird, like talking to these guys and like, I'm trying to like hold my own and all these things going on at the time. Like I was engaged too. So like I had that on my mind and a lot of interesting things. And this was the first vacation that my now wife and I went on kind of like by ourselves. So traveling, all these other things, chaos everywhere. Now, the part of Mexico that we went to, this was Colima, Mexico. This is a pretty dangerous spot. Like like literally pretty dangerous, like a lot of cartel, like drug cartel leaders and stuff. There's like this big graveyard. They got these big mansions that like we have like tombstones. They have literal like mansions that you could go inside that they're buried under. Crazy. There's like dusty roads everywhere. Like nobody's got shoes. Like I just have not been in that type of environment where families are living in like dried mud huts and they make like 20 bucks a month cleaning other people's houses crazy crazy culture shock so i felt dude i felt like a baller i I got like 100 bucks like i could go do this and this and this like i could live like a king here but my mind was racing i'm kind like i couldn't detach from work we're on these beautiful beaches doing all this awesome stuff and i'm just like constantly thinking like man What's going on with this client? What about this funnel? Like, I don't know where this conversation ended, like all these other things. And I saw it so many times. There were people that were just like tattered clothes. Like, dude, 
like no electricity, there's no Wi-Fi, like there's no indoor plumbing, nothing. And they're just happy as a clam. And I'm sitting there, you know, we had some like, it was just a normal rental car, but there was a huge difference in class here. And I'm sitting there, I felt like, okay, what's going on here? Like I'm sitting here on my high horse and I'm looking at them and they seem to be happier. Like they have a, just, they have a big, beautiful, bright smile 24 seven. I didn't have that. And I'm trying to, like, thinking back on those moments, like, while I was sitting there looking at them, kind of, you know, thinking introspectively, like, what is the big, how, how do I have more, but they are happier, like, things are, something's working that they're doing, some, they're doing something that I'm not. Mm. And it was simplicity, the simplicity, like, I have not, this isn't a good thing, but there's complications, you know, on all different levels, it's still kind of chaotic. But there's just a lot of things going on. There's like too many things going on. And before I went to Mexico, I was like, dude, I got this in the bag, man. I got this going on. I got this going on. I got all these sticks in the fire. I'm good. And I just saw like a completely different side to life. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, okay, my ego has a, like, I have a, apparently like a bigger ego than I thought I did because I thought that I'm doing things right. Like I'm busy. I got, you know, this person needs me there. That person needs me there. And I like before I got online, like I I didn't have that. I nobody like I wasn't valuable. Nobody's asking me anything. Nobody needs any. I can't really help anybody with anything. And then I started learning some skills, and then people started asking me some questions. I'm like, okay, this is like this is what it is. This is good. And then I went to Mexico. I'm like, wow, these people are like living in the desert. So you got like a sense of perspective. You think it blew my mind, and then it made me realize, like, okay, I I don't need that. I don't need that. The fact that these, this large group of people cannot move forward without me, that's not what I, I had obligations that I thought were like good and professional and I'm growing. And now I realize that those are like just self-imposed chains, like holding me back. And it was feeding into my ego. And I just saw, I don't know, it was just very interesting. These people that have so much less are so much happier. So I've been trying to call a lot of things in my life. Like, can I get by without that? I thought I needed that thing. Let's see. Can I do 30 days without it? Let's see. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that, um, it's interesting. I, I've been in that position um, in India. I've been in that position um, in the slums in the Philippines. I've been in um, Thailand. I've seen a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? Get it in Mexico. You get a lot of that. And I think that what I think I learned, I don't know, maybe it'll change as, as you continue on, but I think you really realize though, that you're the only one that's experiencing what's going on. So what you're not experiencing as a Saudi Arabian prince, right? I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, right. I mean, we're living like peasants at the, I mean, we're, we're at, we're in a place, you know what I mean? And I think that, um, to your point, though, I think that it is really shocking um, that I've always said that. It's um, I've always said that one thing that I learned is that anywhere I went, if we looked different, if we had different status, no matter what it was, it was like, no matter what, if you pitch somebody under the arm right here, it hurts. And oh, it's it's like, I remember, and I remember just thinking, like, we're the same. We're all the same. And then there was a point where you have to, that I had to maybe we can pull i can tie this in let's see how if i can pull this together a little bit of bullshit ready i'm gonna bridge the gap here (laughs) 
if, if you look at kind of what is going on in that ecosystem, there was commerce going on in that ecosystem. There, there was there was a formula of commerce in every one of those. Someone was the person that sold the, you know, in India, they might be selling chips or something and they just were down the street and they gave commerce and they had to do it. And that person has to go and buy goods and do all those things, right? And I think that one thing that I realized is that, I mean, I could tie this into fighting, but there is different levels to the game and you are responsible for the place that you were, I'm not saying responsible, but you're probably going to be challenged to play the game of the culture that you're in. Easily. Right. Easily. And so when you, when I would look and I've traveled, I'm just kind of, uh, kind of going through that process with you is that at first I was like, well, dude, I could just be lazy and not do anything, man, and be happy. But your ecosystem where you grew up, that's fine. You can go live in those countries, but you'll never really feel whole because yeah. over here in whatever country, Western you know, civilization, whatever side that you have on that, that's what you're wired to beat. The game is over here. Now you oh, might yeah. utilize cultures and utilize outsourcing or something like that, but at the end of the day, like your fight is probably here. Oh yeah, I, you know I, I, mean? I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when when you then came back, and I'll spin this into something like that, meaning that you then, and we can kind of get into kind of a little bit of your story though, is that um, were you more of like, did you think about business or did you think about job positioning? How did you gain a skill? What, what was your skill? What was your skill road road uh, road map to where you've gotten to? like organic stuff where did that start was it business early was it sales early oh like how i got kind of good at like having conversations and stuff yeah like going back i guess i guess i'll clarify that not just having conversations but actually looking at business the way that you're looking at it now you probably weren't looking at that in the beginning did you enter business through sales through a skill set you see what i'm getting at yeah so I was serving, I was a server, uh, another buddy of mine, we were serving together. I mean, I probably knew him for like a year. We were like best friends. And he came to me, he's like, dude, I got this idea for a fitness app. Essentially it would facilitate the meetup between two people looking to work out. Very similar to Tinder, but Tinder was better for its purpose. They were, we used to go and give all these talks. That was the number one question. Um, so we started developing this app. And we had to like, okay, well, how are we gonna get people onto this app? So we used to travel around the Midwest. I'm in Chicago, we used to travel around the Midwest with this um, organization called One Million Cups. Basically like this, somebody that was hosting this in a city would rent out a coffee shop and invite a bunch of business owners. Entrepreneurs could go up on stage and practice. The whole point was that the crowd would poke holes in it. What'd you think about this? Or what'd you think about this? And then we're like, well, damn, no, we didn't. Thank you for that question. So then the next one that we could go to a little bit more prepared. Yeah, it was amazing. It was awesome. Like a Toastmasters. Exactly like that. Yeah, exactly like that. And I'll never forget dude, my first, like on stage, the very first time I forgot like the whole speech. Like I'm standing there like, like it was super awkward. It's super weird, whatever, got over it. So, okay, long story short, like we're going through this. We're trying to like push this app out, push this app out, push the app out. I'm coming from the perspective of like, okay, well, if we're online, like, how are we going to get people to see it? Like, nobody knows who we are. Like, we'll have to, like, we need to go out there and talk to them, which we're doing in this kind of, I don't know, this little event circle thing. He was coming from the perspective, and it's, it's so trippy, man, because this, 
moment was the catalyst for everything. My entire thought process changed. He was looking at like office space. Ah, oh, dude, we need a company car. We need like these chairs and like all these other things. And at the time, I was like, bro, you're exactly right. We need all these. Things. Nobody's on our app. We've made no sales, but we absolutely need an office space. Yeah, oh, no for sure. Absolutely. So for prospecting, right? For prospecting. Exactly. Like, where are we going to do this without an office? Yeah. So we're kind of going down that road. Uh, and I'm still like in the mind of like, I, and this is where I was getting interested in like SEO and funnels and ads. And like, I saw, I heard a click funnels and I brushed it off. I was like, oh, that sounds dumb. It's probably a scam, like not interested. And ironically, it came back a couple of years later. I'm like, All right, I'll look into this. My buddy said, he, he sent me a text, hey man, I'm out, I quit. I don't, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. You're being lazy. You're not doing what needs to be done. And in my mind, it was a huge slap to my ego, to our friendship, our relationship. It's going to be weird at work now. Like, am I really in the wrong here? I don't know. Um, so because he left me with a bunch of debt, the whole thing, like, all right, how am I going to figure this out? That's when I really started looking at SEO and ads and funnels and all this other stuff. Um, man, I haven't thought about this in a long time. So when we were doing that app, the name of it was Fitface. There was another company in New York that was an apparel company, had the same name. They hit us up and were like, hey, what's up? We got the same name. We should probably figure this out. Had a conversation. Okay. Now my buddy and I had a falling out. That company, they had a falling out. Okay. One of those other guys came back to me and said, hey, bro, like we had a good relationship. Like kind of screw those other guys. Like let's, let's try to do something here. And so he wanted to start a, it was a CBD company. And so like we had to go out and like talk to people and stuff. So I think that my, I don't know, like how I kind of got good at like having conversations and talking to people came from the seven years of serving a bartender. I did it every day. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't, it's so, I don't know, it's kind of lame. I didn't consider myself a server. I was a menu consultant. You're oh, here to I like that. Food. Yeah, I'm not trying to sell you on the food. I just need to figure out what exactly is it that you want. What did you come here for? Where are your expectations? And what do you, what are you allergic to? Oh yeah, <laughs> shellfish. Yeah, exactly. And so through serving, when I got good at it, I got confident at it. I felt competent. I was confident. When that happened, I was like, all right, let me try a couple other things. Here. So I noticed that when I put the checkbook down in front of somebody, if it was closed. They push it off to the side. And then I got to sit there for like a half hour waiting for them to finish before they sign it. Cause I can't go home until they sign it. When I gave it to them open every single time they signed it immediately. I could take it, walk out, go home. I'm done. Little tricks like that. I was like, Oh, this, this actually works. Like this is kind of making a difference. What are some other different things that I could be doing? And then eventually it got to the point where you know, I'm kind of doing this like CBD thing on the side and I'm really getting into funnels. Okay, let me make a funnel. No traffic goes through it, but like I'm really getting into this world now. Not in theory, none of it was practical. I never run an ad, like I build a funnel. Nobody saw it, like it doesn't really matter. But going into my last bartending gig, I kept thinking like, dude, I'm meant for more. Like it is what it is. Like this is what I'm doing, but I'm meant for more. Like, I'm not happy here. I'm just, oh, like I just have this, feeling like i'm learning something here but this isn't where i'm supposed to end up this isn't this is a stepping stone it's not where i'm supposed to be and then one okay so i'm thinking this in my mind i'm thinking this in my mind a buddy of mine at the time and i guess we're still buddies he's pretty high up in tesla so in the town that i live tesla was opening up another dealership 
What? The, so, further, <laughs> the, the higher up he goes in Tesla, you question your friendship. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, like, wait a minute. He's at the VP level. I don't know if we're friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, I don't know how he finagled his way into this position, but Tesla, Elon actually came down and like signed off on the address. Like he was like involved in this because Rivian is like right down the street. Big, big competitor. So yeah, they put my buddy in charge of the dealership. It, it was a, a, a originally like um, like fixing the cars and stuff, and like the mechanical. Then it turned into like this big sales thing, whatever. So he invited, he called me. He's like, bro, like we're doing this big grand event. Like you should come down. Like all these kind of big wigs are coming. You can drive some of the cars, hang out, it's cool thing. Sweet. It's like, cool. I go there. I'm sitting in one of the tests. He's like, wow, this is awesome. This chick gets in next to me. I was like, dude, like this is pretty cool, right? And she's like, yeah. Just kind of talking back and forth, talking back and forth, whatever. Um, turns out she is the director of sales for all of North America and Canada for all of Tesla. It's like a big deal. I didn't know this. I was like, what's up, dude? And like we connected on LinkedIn. I was like, bro, like, let me like this guy's spots open. Like, what's up? And kind of just talking back and forth. She loved it. She's like, dude, I want you in. Like, I want you and Justin like running this dealership. Like, let's, let's, let's do this. I just need you to talk with the marketing director. I was like, sweet. Now, in my mind, I'm like, bro, like, this is like a real time. I'm just a bartender, dude. Like, I, I don't have college. She's like, I'm, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And we get on that call. She, super cool, driving back and forth. That guy, I could tell, like, the moment I opened my mouth, he was like, screw this kid. This, I, I'm wasting my time on the call. I could feel that. Dude. He's asking me all these questions, and I'm like, my face is getting red. I'm trying to figure out, like, how can I answer this in a professional way? Long story short, didn't get the job. Was not offered it. I totally, that sucked, man. That, that was, this was like my, my, my freedom, my, my path out of bartending. It didn't happen. Wow, that sucks. Okay, so I got it in my mind. Like, all right, it's fine. Where do we go from here? Bartender, bartender. I'm looking, like, I bought some course. I don't know, it was like 200. Actually, no, I didn't. Well, okay. Between you and me, everybody else. I didn't buy the course. I found the cracked free version online because I couldn't afford it. It's like, all right, well, if I can, like I'm a pretty ethical dude. So if I if I take this course and I make some money, then I'll send the dude the what I, I don't know, it was like a 500 bucks or something. I'll send the dude the 500 bucks. I never finished the course. Like <laughs> I was just like everybody else, like I never did it. Totally sucked. I wonder how many people gotta, have done that. Actually, you have something totally free. Someone with a big list would yeah. probably have that happen to them, like a Frank Kern or something. And, and he, All he'd be, the time. And then all of a sudden he's just getting checks like, hey man, I I took a course and I took it from my friend, but <laughs> I made 20 grand, grand. So here's five grand. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you there's stories like that. There's oh, I'm be, sure they're probably you know, they're probably everywhere. So that um, probably you so did that. So was that like uh okay, I got it. How did how did you get over to the internet though? Because that's now so yeah, so like the CBD thing, my buddy, that's like right. I I this was in New York, so like I went to New York and we, we ironically, like we sold a bunch of vets. CBD was like really good for like horses and dogs and stuff like that. It was like the next best thing since sliced bread in the vet industry. I was like, this is odd, whatever. I come back from New York. While we were out there, I guess we made a big enough wave or like my buddy that I was doing this with knew some people, whatever. So we had a couple people approach us say, I'll give you 50K for a third. We're like, no, 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 no. Like we know it's going to be a big six, seven figure company. I left and they cornered my buddy at the time. They're like, all right, we'll give you a hundred grand cash. Like right now, we'll give you the money right now. He ended up getting sold. 
called me, tried to convince me to come out there. Basically, we just had this falling out. I saw too many red flags. Not interested. So I was going to go in on it myself. I made enough connections, like with the manufacturers, the suppliers, everybody. So I, I kind of. So he sold the company. He sold like a half of it or a third. I don't know. Without me, like I had nothing to do with it apparently. So in my mind, like, well, then we're not partners, bro. Like this isn't. You didn't ask me, like, you're trying to get me to come out there. You're trying to corner me. Like, oh, we'll give you all these, like, big, high-paying jobs. And it's like, I didn't sign up for that. That's not why we started this company. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this myself. Like, screw you, bro. Like, um, I can, I'll figure this out. So I got all the products. Like, I think that it's it really out. cool to, like, lay this out because I think the story you're telling is is so real because I think that I, I just got done with some, I was actually just talking with someone and I was like, where the next level is, is knowing kind of what to do and then doing it over and over again and then like oh, falling yeah. over on your own. And so exactly. go ahead and continue. But I think it's just like, I don't know. I just thought it was a cool observation through this process. It's like, Dude. everybody thinks that you're going to get this course or someone's going to come into your life. <laughs> and it's not, it's going to get you to the next problem. And then once you can get through the next problems, you now have this like, I don't know, like a baby deer trying to walk in the beginning he's kind of doing that right and then you got to get enough fuel through it so then uh then don't, start i'll never i don't think yeah, i should ever start, do that again to be honest start, no, dude, i think that needs to be the thumbnail right i'll never do that, <laughs> never do that one exactly again like that. <laughs> but right like you're telling a story of like trial error trial error got a little booster over here and i think that one thing in the business of getting a coach or getting so they think that every it's hard because you have to share the story of what you're going to get. But I think people's expectations of when they take a course is that it's going to solve all of your issues. And it's not. It's really designed to, and I think that in both ways, for a, for a coach and a student, it's designed for you to probably pick up one or two things and continue on with your journey. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like specifically with courses and what I've found, like all the ones that I tried to take, I learned this, that, tactics, strategy, whatever. It will teach me how to do that, but I wasn't the person that would do that over and over and over. And over. Mm -hmm. So I was the type like I play ukulele. I know so I know the beginning to so many songs. I don't know the whole thing. I can play piano. I know the beginning to a lot of piano songs. Can't ever play all of them. You know how many books I've started and never finished? Like that was me, hundred percent. I went to Mexico. I was so I've been to Mexico twice. The very first time when COVID hit, I got a call. I think I told you this. I got a call from my boss. Said, hey. Uh, we got bought, sold, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a 15 second conversation. I was like, uh, I don't even think I got words out before the call ended. It's like, wow, that sucks. So when I came home, I had to come to Chicago where I was living. I had a, a like, there was a doctor living in my house, like kind of immune. I guess you could think it was like immunocompromised. Like I couldn't, you know, if the doctor got COVID, like she can't see any of her clients and like everything falls down. So I can't go back there. So I got stranded in Chicago. That's when the city went to a lockdown right after the city went into lockdown there was like a another stay-at-home order then there was like race riots there's a race play <laughs> like crazy stuff dude and i just like all momentum everything i was doing stopped all momentum every like what i was doing with funnels it stopped emails it stopped like everything i was trying to do with the cbd stopped literally i just left everything there was like a whole other life i had in that other city literally my like my room is there every, where I left a pen on the desk, still in the exact same spot two and a half years ago. So all my CBD stuff is still out there too, still inside. Um, but I got tired of 
just drinking beer and watching alien documentaries, playing Xbox. Like I just, this, this is going to work. And so in my mind, I figured like, okay, I'm on unemployment. I got a ton of debt. I don't have any credit, no car, like nothing, no degree. What am I going to do? And I thought, dude, I had this strange moment of clarity. Here's a moment in my life where I have an unprecedented, I was gifted an unprecedented amount of time. And I got a little bit of money with not a lot of responsibilities. So I thought I was at a crossroads. I had two options. I can either take a little bit of money I'm having, pay off all my debt and come out of this pandemic at zero. I'm good, but I don't have any skills. What am I going to do after that? I'm going to go back to bartending. That blows. I don't want to do that. So I had the thought, okay, pay off my debt or learn a skill. So I had to get a coach because I've been through the courses. I've been through the classes. It didn't work. Had to get a coach. I tried to get a loan. I got tried to get two loans for coach program. Got denied. Hit my credit even further. So it's like, wow, that that's a bit of a bummer. I shot a message in the dark to somebody that I've been following. I've looked up to like a one of those persons who my coach so bad for years, literally years. I saw this person's first very or very first Facebook live video. Person responded to me. Ten minutes later, like you know, after the phone call, I got another program. I did everything my coach said. I literally, I very much feel like I transformed as a person 100%. I had to change as a person to get to that, new, that next level so that these strategies and tactics, everything I was learning, I would actually do it every day. 97 days later, dude, I had a six-figure run rate. Um, all I was doing was talking to people. I, the skills that I developed, like bartending and serving, I just transferred them online in this new position this new path this new trail i guess and i just did every single thing my mentor told me and it started working out and then opportunities and the biggest thing was the mindset because this person like i was dude all these hippies like you go meditate manifestation whatever like get all right dude you could go sit in your circle whatever i'm gonna go over here and get to work now i know it's the exact opposite dude it took a lot for my mentor to like sear it into my brain like if you take care of your mind everything else is going to be fine like you got to put intentional shifts in your mindset i was like okay i don't know dude uh, what do you, what do you think and this is interesting because it's this conversation is always here and i think that like we've noticed the wave of the woo woo right and i've gone down that path pretty strong you know like some pretty heavy meditation spent three months with a monk like i've done some of that woo woo <laughs> yeah. stuff right so it's I think that where my philosophy on that is, it's like, you need to figure out how to use it like a tool. Like, uh, if I take this like fighting, um, maybe, maybe you don't know how to, maybe you don't need to fully know how to get in a ring and fight somebody, but maybe you should just learn a few things in a couple situations that as a fight starts, it starts to go really slow, right? It's like super slow. You can see everything. And so maybe there's like one or two things you could think about if you were to get into a fight and that would help you through your life. You don't have to focus on being a fighter. You maybe just need a few tools to get you through that next step. And I think that like in the conversation and context that we're like having in mindset, I think that it's, you need to have a couple of things to keep you moving and don't become that all out CrossFit person trying to be perfect at CrossFit. And then you're over here kind of trying to, perfect business you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i would i would it's so this is another thing that my mentor burned into me and a lot of times like i got stuck and i noticed it with songs like with books everything i'm trying to learn too many things at once 
And because mm -hmm. of all this information coming in, I'm stalled. And then I don't learn anything. So I've noticed like on all these coaching calls that I was going on, my mentor, all, all these people, they got, you know, their one question is like a million questions. But they always have one answer. This is the one thing you're doing. This is it. There's nothing else. This is all you're doing for the next week, two weeks, month, whatever. This is it. And then that's, that kind of like brings me back to like this epiphany as, as in, in a, or a perspective change in Mexico. I'm doing too many things. That's why like I'm mm. not, like happiness, I hear this all the time. Happiness is a choice. Okay, I get that. I choose to be happy, but why don't I like feel that? Like, ugh, like I don't feel that. And I realize, dude, and now like you know, part of my mornings, like every day I got this weird, dude, I'm not this person, but like there's a bird sanctuary across the street. And I literally go sit on a bench and like just look at a bunch of birds just flying all over the place, chirping. I look at the tops of trees. And this is one thing that my mentor told me to do because I, I, I told her like, I'm getting stuck. It's just like this brain fog. I don't know what it is. And they said, okay, every day, go out, you go out in nature. Specifically, I don't know what, what this is about, but I did it and it worked. Look at the tops of trees and think about your position in life. Tops of trees. And I did specifically the tops of trees and think about your position in life. And I did. And it just like, it's like butter. Like if you leave butter out, like out of the fridge or something, it just like, it's soft and kind of just like, yeah. like that's what was happening with a lot of chaos. It, it just felt like it was slowly just softening all the corners, sharp corners. Now they're soft. And it was a little bit different. So now when I like come back in and sit down at my desk and go to work now, instead of like walking through the living room in the dark and like I hit the coffee table and like split my shin open. Now it's like, I hit, I just bounce off and it's fine. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't knock me off track. It doesn't, it's not like this big giant event, but before a client would hit me up and like, oh, this totally sucks. I'm not getting your results, blah, 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 blah. And my mind would go into like flight or flight. And it's like, oh man, like, okay, what am I gonna do all these other things? And then I get, I get stalled. And then nothing I was trying to do throughout the whole day, nothing gets done. My progress stopped, my knowledge, like how I'm not like learning more. So everything got stalled. And when I started like all this mindset stuff, I would attribute almost 100% of any success I've ever had to very intentional shifts in my mindset. Still to this day, like the world just, I'm looking out this window right now. It's like I'm looking at traffic. Looking at that tree. Just, I'm looking at the tops of a bunch of trees right now. And everything just looks like it's moving slower. Like sound, maybe it's my hearing or something. I don't know. Sounds like things are quiet internally and well i think the conversation you're having and that is this like i'll i'll, I'll do it's kind of the stuff gets so funny because there's so much stuff that people talk about and things get super weird so it's like for for example i use martial arts a lot as examples just because i see it but like if you go on and you see those guys and the one guy's like trying to attack you and the guy like doesn't touch him and they're like oh i used my chi right <laughs> and so in <laughs> And so in that formula of him, like doing whatever he did, it, it's, that's some bullshit. Like it's bullshit, total bullshit. I, I'm telling from the fight world, it's bullshit. All right. No, you're, nobody you're, has I'm, ever, I'm, nobody's ever heard anybody doing that. Right. 100%. Look at full contact fighting, go watch street fighting for the, in YouTube, every single street. Have you ever seen anybody get hurt with a kaya no, never seen that shot so let's just throw that out of the window 
But what you can do is say that in a fight, if I can get you positioned in the right place, then get you focused in the right direction to hit the actual target, you literally can knock someone out. So I think when people think about mindset, there's two things. One is there's tools that actually work. And then there's a part of it that just lets you freaking zone out like you're on <laughs> drugs. There's two parts of like an application of mindset, I think. And I think one that I've learned, and this is probably the biggest one, is that if it's not working, swear to God, here's the thing. It's because you're looking at it wrong. You are looking at it wrong. And what I I've learned, like, watch this. It's like, this is the one that like always gets me. So like, if you're, if my parents didn't have business and I now I'm a young entrepreneur, as is somebody that then worked and had to go through this process, I'm seeing that through a worker point of view. So when I start to like climb the ladder of work and, and business and all those things, I'm having to like hop myself out of never seeing that. But if somebody is younger and they have parents who are running a very multi-million dollar business, when they show up at the same age, they look at people differently than you. Their family business looks at people as assets to generate revenue for their family, right? And so I think that what mindset really is, is being able to tell somebody how to look at it properly and then having them look at it multiple times over and over again so that it now is a piece of puzzle in your brain that it's now the way you think. Yeah, 100%. Okay, that totally makes sense. Because something that I, I just caught the other day, literally, I mean, I don't even know. Well, was, okay, I think I caught this on like Sunday or something. Doing like meditation stuff in the morning is very seems very proactive which is great set my mind up it's like working out like oh i'm gonna be strong yeah yeah but what i what i recognize and it's just so crazy like i'm just it's it's amazing what we learn like every single day it's it's those in the moment moments when i'm when i can recognize that i'm having this like scarcity thought or it's a, a lack of confidence or what like some something negative i need to be able to recognize that be aware of that and shift that take a different perspective look at it differently in that moment and this continued process of catching it in the moment while doing the proactive stuff i think that's what's gonna i mean that I, i've seen some success of that um not nearly where i want to be but this it's it's alluring it's very very alluring it's like whoa this is like a cheat code and i got a little bit of it what else is there like what's next one, and well, I think that in I the internet business as well, in the conversation like we're having is, is it's a scientific question. And so what your brain's doing is that someone says, hey, go do this. The problem with sometimes that mindset is that they're telling you with the experience that they've had. And there's sometimes like a massage that happens. Anybody who's mm -hmm. been in business understands that enough volume, there becomes like a massage. The, the business has a flame, right? And you got to be able to manage that flame. And so I think that in, in mindset, when somebody tells you to go do something, it also is coming with all of this experience they've had and they felt it happen before. And so I think that this is why I think this is kind of why I always have this perspective, but it's why in sales, you can get people around to do role play and why that's the most powerful thing that you can do is 
practice before you do, right? The hard thing I think that in a lot of business, and this is maybe something that would come up, is that if someone was like pretty smart, like I, maybe I'll throw this out there, someone would do it. Maybe we go do it. But I think what you do is you just create a simulation for each one of these models that you're trying to sell. And then what you do is you run the simulation and you run it all the way through. So like, for example, hey, you've got to, you've got to create this. You got to create one of these sales pages or you can now got to do 10 of them in a week. And so I've always had this concept where it's like, if we can get people to repeatedly do things, the problem is people don't have enough customers coming <laughs> to the door for that repeated process to happen. So it takes 10,000 hours, which something should have only taken an hour if you had a bunch of customers. I absolutely agree. I, I don't know I, where I just went with that, but it's but where I'm trying to get at is like the person that says mindset, what is the mindset that you're trying to get to? Because you really have to feel the next stage. Like you got to feel that shit and then you own it. Yeah. I mean, at least my, my person, well, what I'm trying to do is very specifically with mindset. I've noticed that I, like everybody has this glass ceiling. It's like, okay, well, what's holding up that glass ceiling? There's something, something is holding that up. I don't know what it is. Probably something in my past. One thing I've noticed for me is that I worry all the time. Like I'm just constantly, like I'm worried like right now, like I got something like, what is that client going to say? Like, did this guy respond? Like, whatever. It's the same stuff in Mexico, different perspective, but I get worried all the time. Like I could get a text from you and it wouldn't, it would just like, it would just say new message or like no preview or anything. And I'm instantly, I would be worried that something is wrong. Something happened. It's like, well, why is that? That is what I've noticed is, I think, one of these like pillars that's holding up my glass ceiling. So if I can, in the moment, shift from immediately being worried to calm, cool, collected, then I think, okay, that's one pillar down. Now I got to identify the others, take those down systematically. This is me at the same time evolving as a person. I don't know. Ideally, I can kind of you know, blast through that glass ceiling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got a plenty of examples that I thought were like part of those pillars, but turned out not to be because like I didn't advance anymore in life. Like I looked at, for, I don't know, a problem a little bit different. Um, but the biggest change with mindset, like once I started focusing on that, all these opportunities just revealed themselves around me. And it was insane. I felt like, I, I felt like I'm looking in this dark forest and it's always dark. And now I'm working on my mindset and I can like kind of look at things from a different perspective. Like, most people look through a red lens. Maybe I'm looking through a blue lens or something. And now it's- And I think course. that's what it, I think that that's like, how do I say this? It, it, business and in, in why I think mindset, people are bringing this conversation up. And it's, and even in like, um, can you hear me? Are we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can hear you. Oh, goodness. Uh-oh. I see you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Microphone and speaker and microphone settings. Okay, perfect. Um, but I think what it is is it's it really what it is is how you look at things. Yes. And this is something I think that people are trying to like clear things. But when when you and I'm I guess I'm gonna have this conversation because I think it's something that I've always tried to share this, but I always think about what's happening in our in our in the society of business is that you have a bunch of little bar barrier to get kind of like started. You're like, oh, I could kind of do this or that, right? 
but the problem is is that you see things like a, like a bunch of kittens in a cardboard box and there's a bunch of all of those people in that cardboard box of the industry that you're trying to be in and all you're doing is you're going we're all drowning and then one person's scratching your eye and you're like i can't see everything and blah blah and then you like got to scrape your way up to kind of get to the next step but when you get to the next step, you just get into another bucket of maybe less cats. But the thing is, you can look down and see how all the cats are moving around. Then you realize, man, we were so stupid. Why was I doing that? And then you can look at the mindset of what? I've got to move all these cats instead of I got to move just myself. And I think that that's really where mindset is getting yourself to really do the actions of the person or the boss who had a mindset that you consider was an asshole, but his mindset was, if I'm strong on them, they'll come to work every day. So you have to like become like a totally different human. Absolutely. Every single, I firmly believe every single level of success will require a completely different version of yourself. Hands down, 100% agree with that. Um, and something else that I thought, dude, like with mindset, I recognize that I'm not ever going to stop negative thoughts or problems from coming up i'll never stop problems from happening but with a different mindset i will approach and handle those problems differently so here at every level i'm always going to have problems but as i go up and up and up like a financial ladder or a social ladder or whatever i used to think like ah, I'm, gonna have, I'm not gonna have any problems now i think i'm gonna still have problems but where i used to think that i won't have any problems now i think i'm gonna have bigger problems and now, because I'm working through this mindset stuff, now I feel like I'll have better problems at those levels. Mm. So the point is not to get rid of no problems. They're always going to pop up. But it's how do we handle these things that's going to kind of set the trajectory of how we move forward. And I just never used to think like that. dude. I just, it's absolutely insane. And another thing, just real quick, right off the top of my yeah. head, from doing all this mindset stuff, something happened, I don't know, like a month ago, and it was clear as day. Oh my God, I have full confidence that if I had some sort of resource in front of me, I, there's nothing on this planet that I couldn't learn. And I was just dumbfounded that I had that thought. Like I didn't read it and like, oh, I could entertain that. Oh, that's me. It just like popped into my head because I was struggling with something. I figured out, like I figured it out. Like, oh my God. Six months ago, I would have asked somebody else for help with this because I wouldn't be able to figure it out. And then it's like, well, wait, I tried this, this didn't work. Okay, let me try this, that didn't work. Okay, let me try this, this, this that didn't work. That didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't, oh, that worked. And then applying this, like, you know, I had some, uh, a good amount of experience with like coaching in the coaching industry. And it just, it goes back to the basics, man. Everybody that failed, stopped, they quit. They stopped trying to figure out the problem and they asked somebody else for help. And depending on who they ask, this is very much like the, it could be the blind leading the blind, and you'll never get to that result, and you'll never know why. But we hear this all the time: just don't give up, don't give up. But it's always it's so trivialized, so cliche. I think it's, I don't know, I have conspiracy about it, but maybe another. It's cliche, but it's the only answer. Literally, I mean, it's like you, you got to, you know, if your goal is to get to the top of the hill, and you've got to get to the top of the hill. So my question is. How else are you going to get to the top of the hill? <laughs> Nobody is coming. Nobody will help you. Nobody will pull you up that hill. No one. So you got to. You know, it's an person. interesting. It's an interesting conversation because um, 
I learned this in fighting a lot too, is because you, you learn a lot of stuff and fighting and understanding martial arts are two different things. They're, they're completely different subjects. And um, as, as you go through and you're trained by many different fighters and, tra and trainers and things like that, it's a really cool saying. And it says, every master was a student. Love that dude. Right. And, and, and when, when you learn that you realize like he was shitty at one time, he walked into this room and felt, you know, incompetent, you know, he showed up and there was just some decision that that person made and what they went through it or whatever. But I just thought through, through what you said, I thought that that's like a really cool, you know, truth to us. A hundred percent. Like, I feel like, so we hear this all the time too. Life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. There have been. So even in that situation, like the, the, the master was the student, like you got to suck before you're going to be good. It's just like how it is with everything. But it's can you handle sucking long enough to get past it? And that's like the challenge. Life is giving you this challenge. You're going to suck for the next, I don't know, two months. Can you survive? It's only going to be two months. If you can get through that, cool. We're going to bring it to the next level. Not uh, universe, whatever. So this is what I, this is how I like, this change in mindset is how I handle fear now. When I first started online, dude, I would send out emails and my phone number was an email because I thought it was professional. People, and I was getting calls. People were calling me back because they thought I was a customer. I was afraid to listen to voicemail. Then my mentor was like, this is a mindset problem, bro. Like you're, what are, what are you trying to do? You're trying to go back or are you trying to level up? If we're going to level up, we need to get over this fear. And I, I saw that. I didn't, not at the moment. I just thought like, oh, let me just do what they told me to do. Looking back, I feel like that was, I, I put myself in a position where life gave me this challenge and said, hey man, here's an obstacle. If you get past this one, we're going to go to a new level and there's going to be a different obstacle. You get past that one, there's a new level, different obstacle. Up and up and up and up we go. I just thought it was so profound. Like those challenges, it's not like, oh, you got to be so smart. You got to learn this skill at this level before you can go do that. It's, can you get past certain challenges in life like and it's 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 the ones that are it's like the sneaky ones that you never realize like fear of going on stage it's just just the, the that initial fear of going on stage like when you get over that fear if you can there's a bigger problem or not a bigger there's a better problem after that yeah. obstacle i still get caught up but i would attribute everything to mindset man i mean that at like every I, I feel like i could be the number one best fighter in the world nobody could beat me but if i didn't have the right mindset i'll get knocked out i won't even show up i won't even make it to the fight i could be the best i won't even make it there. well this is an interesting thing because i think this is the conversation i think that people don't have about a guy if you talk about fighting you you got me on fighting you're in trouble now but when you look at conor mcgregor and you look at the way that conor mcgregor positioned himself and he had although <laughs> on the other side um real famous fight you know obviously I mean, to become champ, the whole thing in Brazil and said all this stuff. Um, but the thing I think that people miss is I don't think Conor McGregor is like one of the best fighters in the UFC. I, I just don't. I think that if you take Conor and you put him into a lot of these different gyms, I think he he's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not. I've traveled to Ireland to watch him actually fight in Dublin. So I'm a freak. So don't oh, wow. take, take away that I'm saying that Conor's not a stud. So and um but my point is this, is some fighters know how to fight really well. Some fighters know how to show up. 
And what Connor's able to do is he shows up in the ring without the feeling of fear that other people do. So the anxiousness of getting to the ring, the feeling of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? He was purely go. He wasn't, he literally was like a rolling machine. And his mindset, what I believe, is that when he got into um, the ring, he didn't have any of those doubts. He had no anxious. He was there and he was able to control that energy of 40,000 people. That stage is much different than any other stage. And so when, <laughs> what I'm saying is that some people, they show up and they can just deliver. And that's what he was. He was a guy that could literally show up at that level and, and run that level. And what happened? All of those skill sets from those other guys, they diminished because he just showed up with a better mindset. It just shut him down. And so when you when we look at business and things like that, it's kind of the same thing. It's the same it's the same thing. I live this man, this is crazy. Like I'm just constantly blown away by how the world works. I was having a conversation with with my team, I guess, my mentor and my team. And we noticed with sales department there was a lack of confidence because the calendar wasn't completely full like they could have taken more calls and because of that it was like oh man like i don't know about this one like oh how could i what are some tactical gold nuggets i can use on this call and when the calendar is completely full the, they show up differently completely different nobody nobody cares about those five calls six it doesn't matter you got 50 calls on the calendar you are showing up with a different level of confidence you don't care about the guy oh, i gotta think about okay whatever next i mean not like literally but yeah, yeah, no, no. For the purpose of this, this is a really good conversation. I, and it was just like that's such a simple lesson. How you show up, man. I, I feel like there's a quote there. I don't want to get it. I just that sounds like the just, beginning of the quote. How you show up. up. Just make one up. I don't know. I well, I mean, I yeah. Bringing back to the context of fight, how you show up can potentially predicate the result, I suppose. So to your point. It's, it seems like there are some situations where if you show up, if you just have a little bit of skill, a little bit of knowledge and maximum confidence, not to the point where it's like debilitating, but I can do this 100%, no matter what, I think your result would be different. And a, a mental kind of, I guess, I don't know, what is it called, thought experiment or something. Somebody brought up to me the other day. It's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I feel like I'm pretty good at prospecting, like online communication. I'm pretty good at it. I can book calls. Like, it's not like I could do that. I feel like I could help you. Not like that you need any help, but like I, I feel like I could help like anybody. So no, this you feel person, like it, I think that what you're saying is in the same sense. It's like I, I feel like I, the same thing is like you have a level of skill that if I see what you're doing, I would be able to help you in a in a in some position because I know enough of the pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And I think that what you're saying is you are now at that level. Think, if you think about that, that's your energy level. That's the output that you can put, right? So you see things totally different. And isn't it funny when you show somebody something and once they see it in the way that they wanted to see it, all of a sudden it's like the world. I'll tell you a funny story. This is a good one. My dad and my uncle always played guitar. My dad actually rebuilds guitars and all this cool stuff. He makes um, cigar box so, guitars. Luthers? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> as, um, but I grew up with them. My dad played ukulele all when I was growing up and my, my um, uncle played it. And so these are the biggest kind of people around in my life. 
And so I always had guitar in the background playing. So that was probably something that just kind of gave me <laughs> rhythm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something, right? I mean, I always kind of had guitar playing in the background. But I, I remember I was at a Father's Day and my uncle was there. And I was like, I think it's my turn to learn some guitar. And I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he was doing an E to a, uh, to a um, he was doing an E to an A minor, E to A minor, E to A minor. And he was just doing those two chords. Here's my point. He basically was just playing. And he's like, hey, man. I was like, all right, well, how do, how do I do this? And he goes, it's like this. Dunk, 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 dunk. And he goes, I swear to God, he looks at me and he goes, and they think you're magic. Nice. <laughs> the point is, my point is, all he showed me was these two little things. And, and the perspective of everyone else is that you're creating magic. And so I think that until you can see something like in business, people are creating magic because you just don't know the direction to play the chord. If I did that correctly, how did I, did I do that pretty good? Yeah, no, I, I mean, so I, I see, I see that from the outside perspective. And yeah. so from the inside perspective, the, the, this question, so, okay. So like taking the guitar, for example, like do you, just real quick, do you think that you could teach me a song on guitar? Yeah. Easily. Do you think, well, this is kind of like a bad question, I suppose. And let me kind of backtrack here. I feel like I could te- help a lot of people online prospect, but my confidence is shaken if Jeff Bezos said, hey, Joe, can you help me learn prospecting? Or if Elon Musk said, hey, man, I'm going to hire you. Can you do all the prospecting and sales stuff? I feel like at this level, I could do this like 100%. But what is it that like there's, there's something internal. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if I could teach Jeff Bezos how to do this. I'll answer that for you. Please. So this is, this is an interesting conversation. And I'm answer this with confidence, right? So then when you do this, <laughs> you kind of go that route. All right. I sold cars and <laughs> I remember, it, we'll lay this out. The reason that you're confident is because you have a process and you've done it over and over again, right? So let's take this into like sales. And so what I had was I was selling cars, went to my manager and I said, hey, I've got my friend's mother coming in. I wanna make sure she's taken care of. I care about her, right? So in my mind, I create this massive, which is basically like, I'm, I'm only like 19 years old. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta do a good job for her his mom and like i'm a little bit nervous and i just want to make her feel special so hey what can we do to make her feel like you know she's getting taken care of make sure that you know she's good i'll make sure she has all those sugar cubes i'm just kidding but make sure she gets like everything and he looked me right in the face and i'm thinking all right we're going to take care of this one and he goes do the exact process i've taught you and i was like well no she's coming in he said, people want to buy cars in a, in a specific way. So if you break that process, then you're going to break the way that people buy cars. So you have to serve them exactly the same way you serve the other person, because the experience that that person that you think is so big is expecting the experience that Joe had just really good. And so if you were to work with an Elon Musk or you were to work with somebody else, the mindset that you can put in your head is, their expectations, the simplicity that you know, it's not that they 
have this brain that's going to the reverse. They're expecting simplicity. And if you come out of that character of simplicity, then you're going to make them confused by trying to treat them better. Wow. <laughs> that connects a lot of dots. Because, yeah, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. And now, now it's making me think. So I got maybe another one of these pillars is, uh, I don't know, people, people in certain positions. I guess like, maybe I get intimidated. Maybe that's what it is. Why would that happen? I think that what happened, and I only learned this one when I was younger, but I, and I go through it sometimes too, is that you, we think that we need to glorify somebody else, but they're, if they have some status, but at the end of the day, if somebody has status and they have like a Lamborghini or something, they don't want to come in to get their tire change. And then all of a sudden they're treated. They really just want that tire change really well. The other, other stuff is fine. So the process you would have to take would be the sim simple process. It's the same one that, it, yeah, that, that we take. Which is the same else. one you would do before. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's things like that, man. Like, I never thought about these things. I never asked myself these questions. I never, like, how do I affect the people around me? Like, what is my purpose here? Like, what am I doing? I never thought that. I never asked those questions. And then when I did, it's like, I'm, I feel like before I was asking those questions, I am to play this game and I don't, I don't know how to play it. Like, I don't know, I don't know the rules. And now once I start asking the right questions, I'm getting like, okay, here's rule number one. Okay. I was like, all right, cool. Now I got that. I can move by that. Like, all right, let me find some other questions. And eventually like, it's just more, information is being revealed more perspectives i feel like i'm discovering things just by asking completely different questions so like your to your point like that it, that makes sense like that analogy so like if jeff bezos sends me an email like hey man can you teach me this yes right yes i can i can i can teach you yes of course because well, all i have to do is this one thing and then everything else is just my personality. And then once you realize that the expectation of that other person is only the thing they're asking for, then you're you're over glorifying everything else that which makes celebrities feel weird as hell. Yeah. And now, so something, so I guess to tie this into sales, like some of the people that, that like I've been talking with, they're nervous to tell that person, like, hey, this is five thousand dollars. And they're like, oh man, should I discount it to like three thousand dollars? And what I tell them is like, well, they don't know. Like, they think it's five thousand. Why would you? Why would you lower the price? Like, they you they think the price is what you tell them. So if I'm teaching Bezos, he like every everything is kind of copacetic. I'm just all the issues are in my head, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, and I think that that's why when you go back, there's nothing. If you go back and you look at even if you look at sales and everything, because that's going to be the livelihood of all this stuff we talk about. If, if you look at sales and you go back to even the portions of, you know, Boiler Room, some of these fantastic movies that now people are like, you didn't nurture them and you didn't sell them and you needed to do this or that, right? It was a, it, it, it was the, it was the marketplace. So the marketplace allowed for conversion. And when people we're using those tactics very heavily. There was also some really good products that were sold to people that they wanted as well. So, I mean, the boiler room concept of, okay, I got to go in there and manipulate them to kind of do it. That's not all of the way that sales was done back then. So I think that like a mindset when you talk about sales and things like that, nothing's really new. We're really just saying, Hey, 
can I ask you a few questions, listen to you. And then if I, you know, here's the product that I can sell you. The difference is that a lot of stuff that's being sold in coaching and things like that is that you have to paint the car compared to, or paint the, I don't know, hair dryer. I don't give a shit what it is. You have to like, <laughs> right. You have to visually create that for them to see that compared to like, did you want to test drive this car? You know what I mean? Do you want to sit on the motorcycle? So it's a bit, it's, it is different. And I, and because of that now, I think that that, that exact analogy, I think has been exaggerated to the point where it's like grotesque and it's almost like it, it makes, I see kind of a shift in co the coaching industry right now. It seems kind of predatory because I know what your triggers are. Like, I know, like, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, not like you, but like, we wouldn't be having this coaching conversation if you didn't want this result. And I know what that result is. If I can explain that to you in a way that you feel confident, I'll get it. I got the sale. Whether or not I can fulfill that, I got your money. Oh, sorry, no refund policy. You signed the contract, but nothing ever happened. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. But if, a lot and of if, you, if you have that conversation, and this is maybe one of these podcasts, it's like, don't say this. <laughs> but at the end of the day, people, how do I say this? Like, The higher up you go and the more that you sell, the, le the, the least close you are to the product. So the mindset has to be, and I've had these conversations with even customers of mine, and I've had the conversation with myself because there's this thing of like, hey, if I sell you something, I want to give you something good. I work for Harley. I've sold Oakley's. You know, it's like I work for Honda. I work for like pretty good products. So it's like I want to deliver a good product, right? So in, in, in that process of like trying to deliver a good product, I think that people just don't get in enough repetition and enough, how do I say this? I say this, if, if, if you were to do a hundred, cause I had this conversation with somebody the other day, if I were to, if I were to give you like a hundred of these and I sold a hundred of them, I would expect if you've, anybody's ever done e-com, about five to 9% return. Mm -hmm. Like that's what's gonna happen. When you go to the next step and you want to start increasing volume, like you have to accept that the there's going to be a percentage that want their money back. There's going to be a percentage of people that just don't like you. And I think that that next level is the level that people are truly missing. They're not even getting in that, in that, like in, 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 in the place where there's enough volume, where you, you can have the guy that's like, Hey, these two people are not okay. Because I know that there's enough funnel that I can sell 20% and that funnel is consistent that part of getting to that stage is thinking totally different. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot, cause to learn, well, okay. So to learn those skills, you have to have a certain amount of repetition. It's like, you know, 10,000 hours makes a like, literally, I literally, I think it's, I think it's like 23 hours or 24 hours of hardcore intense learning mm -hmm. focus for you to be good enough at something 10,000 is top tier master of the world no one's better than me. yeah so knowing that is pretty trippy I feel pretty I feel very fortunate that I was put into a position where I had the opportunity to have a massive amount of conversations in a short amount of time so my skill my or what learning curve and they're like this I feel so like I don't know how to say this in a way that like doesn't come off as bragging 
But I feel like I learned in here what, because I just had these opportunities in front of me, with somebody else, it might take like five years to learn. I could talk with 150 people a day, somebody else talked to 10 yeah. people a day. I feel very, very fortunate for that. And, and but that, that is the key. Right. Yeah. I think that, that, that is it. That is it. And what it is, is that people are not recognizing, they're not recognizing that there's a machine that has to run so that you can do the next piece of the machine. And the thing is, it's, you're not buying a, like a, if you're like a taco stand, you're like, okay, I need a cook. I need to stand. What were you doing? I'd stand on the corner of this because you know, instinctively that enough people are going to go by and I've got Jason's amazing California tacos, but you know that the traffic is there. And so you're going to have enough people going by the problem that people are thinking online business is that they're just not getting enough traffic. And then what they do is you just don't have enough traffic. And I think that once you can solve getting some traffic, then those real questions that you're like, is my offer? Okay. You're like, I don't, you're trying to paint something and then just go here. Do you want to sell a painting or do you want to have volume so you can solve the problem? I, this comes up all the time. Somebody has an offer. Oh, Somebody said it was priced too expensive. It's like, oh, okay. How many people said that? Two. It's like, yeah. well, does that matter that two people, and this is another mindset thing. Ten, nine people could say something good about you. Somebody says one bad thing, and you will harp on that bad thing. Oh, so like yeah. in instances, like this is something you else. You know why? Because we're so sensitive. Oh, yeah, dude. People are, especially now. Well, that's a whole other can of worms. Um, on so on specifically, well, on Facebook, it's ideal to have a ten to one ratio, like ten ads that get for every ad that's disproved. Ideally, you have ten that are approved. So you have this ten to one ratio, ten times good equity than bad equity. And I think that that applies to people too. Like I would rather, like my first meeting with people, I feel like depending a lot of times, depending on the context, I'm seeing the best version of them in that moment. And as we can see, unless we've become like really good friends or something, it will either stay the same. They're going to be like, they were the best when I first found they're the best, everything, or maybe this is more relatable in the context of clients, or it's going to get worse. And so in my mind, when I first meet somebody, I want to over deliver. I want to give them 10 times value. If I'm working for somebody and they pay me 10 grand a month, I need to make them a hundred grand so that I have this 10 to one ratio so that if I mess up, I still have nine other cards to play, I suppose. And I just, I never thought like, and I never, and then before I thought like that, I don't know, maybe I was cocky or something. I had this like, oh, well, I, I am not here to teach you this, but you need to go learn this on your own. I'm not going to waste my time teaching you that. And I was like, whoa, 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 like waste my time. Like, this is a what? This is exactly what I want to be doing. And I read in a book, I think it was one of Russell's books, that I, at some point, so like my, one of my big goals is like, I want to learn all these skills at a really high level so that I can help servers and bartenders, people in the service industry, use the skill they practice every day in a different format, get out. I like that angle. That helping yeah, it's great. And so, okay. So I'm trying to learn all these skills. And some, I think it was Russell's books that said, that at some point, the only way for you to evolve as a human, grow beyond whatever it is, is to help, is to use what you know and help other people get what they want using what you know. And in that scenario, I feel like I have a moral obligation to like, I need to learn as much as I can. Like I have, I feel like I have to become an expert in whatever 
maybe not not even an expert. I just need to know more than the person I'm talking to. So I did I a I did a reel on that, and the real title was it was literally what it was was ten thousand hours is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the reason is the reason is if you put this in perspective, ten thousand hours to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow in the Olympics next to Robin Hood. But I would have to say 100 hours of setting up, firing that thing, setting up, firing that thing, having somebody as a coach guide you a little bit, set up, fire that thing, that probably within 90 days, you could probably be in a competition. Easily. And we see and you, dude, like, and you probably could do okay. You would compete. And this is kind of like... <laughs> And this is this has been great, man. I'm having a good time. Like I, I usually yeah. don't go this long. I'm having a good time. This is a conversation that I think that I I and I'm kind of tying this in. I don't tie these in too much, like as a thing. But this is really what I believe that Move Thirty is really about. Is is about about identifying a skill and then putting it to test for a specific amount of days, rigorously through all of the mental stuff. Because what you find is that it's really one skill that you need to get to the next step like you, you don't need to like be a professional manager when you're trying to get sales you don't have to be a team manager when you're trying to get sales you're not you need to go how to learn how to get some fucking sales so the next thing you have to do is to micro down that and so how do we micro down that process so that i can give you the micro and then have you just repeat that over and over and over again and then you own the skill and so the reason that this came up was through a personal journey, obviously, was that I, through the guitar, I played three hours a day for a year. Not what you like shredding on stage. Dude, next next thing you know, I'm just something. like, dude, I just kept playing, but from zero, you don't realize how much you have chords, fingers. You get three months of your fingers just going screw you, right? <laughs> dude, I was just, that didn't look good. I would just grab the neck and I would literally just go up and down, 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 up and down. Because I realized that dexterity was more important than theory. Because I can get old with theory. Dexterity, I got to figure that or my fingers won't move. Oh, that's a good point. My point is, how can I take that same formula? And in the move 30, we basically take a skill that you need to earn, learn, or pivot. And with that pressure comes out something. And that's that. And I believe that that's what we are missing. Like a lot of great coaching programs, courses. There's a lot of really good information, but there's no repeated process to get you to be that person. And the reason why the information you shared is so important for anybody listening to this was that you saw the volume, so you could see what all the minions were doing. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, eighty percent of them are doing the same shit. It's the same thing. And then these 20% are doing these things. And so in that process, it's like, well, don't do what the minions are doing. Like, that's the direction you have to go. But you still have, they're still doing the work. That's the thing I think that the other 80% are missing. They think that the work's not there. I think that that's where a lot of misconception are. Absolutely. I, and the, the work, 100%, maybe to boil it down even further, I think it's got some, and I haven't thought about this too much. So I, don't, I don't know. I think it's got something to do with habits. So repeated actions, you do it over and over and over and over and over. You're going to develop a habit. That habit will reinforce a behavior. That behavior applies, that you, you're 
like it's like uh i think there's a well that behavior you do that thing over and over and over that is a part of you that is your behavior that will lead to learning these new things getting to this next level 100 agree it's something that is super trippy like somebody was talking to me and this is like some woo woo stuff like I, I again like i haven't really thought i like how you position it because it's like i feel the same way i'm like okay this is woo woo stuff but let me tell you what i'm gonna what i learned yeah i'll tell you anyway <laughs> yeah i told people like i have a morning routine this is my routine this is what i do and somebody said like okay well that there's a difference between a routine and a ritual and a routine it can be like broken like there could be like up oh, like i don't know the sun didn't come up so i'm not gonna wake up or like so then i don't do my routine and again like it's, it's hard for me to i guess like explain this, I put it into words. But when I heard that, like, oh, this is like a ritual. Now, okay, in my mind, this is like a, a behavior. This isn't something that I'm like consciously, okay, today I'm gonna wake up, I'm mm -hmm. gonna do this. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't need to make that thought. To, I don't have to think that thought to do that behavior. It's, it's just a part of me now. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's leading to me getting to that, yeah. becoming a different person and getting to that next level. And I, it's got, I don't know, I, I think it's dependent on the goal. But there has to be whatever you're trying to do. So guitar, you're trying to learn how to be the best, well, a really good guitar player. I think that there is a set of repeated actions that will lead to a behavior or lead to a habit that creates a behavior that will ultimately result in you being good at guitar. Correct. So then it's like, what are those actions? That's exactly, well, I or think that, what, that that is exactly what, why I kind of like what move was created because I identified <laughs> that you really can take in the way that you set something up, you can actually mold yourself to become that person. So I in move there, I talk about stacking. So like, if I were to kind of take this analogy, it's kind of fun to explain this to this is a good one. But basically if like, it, 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 how do I say this? Cause I've always loved the way that I kind of laid this out. When you start a business, imagine this is a vehicle and these are two tires you start a business and you start to kind of get some things moving and then like one tire is moving, right? You're like, oh, I understand how to deliver that, but it's like, whoa, 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 right? And then maybe another tire is like, oh, I know how to direct message people and I'm kind of getting there and one guy bought something, whoa, whoa. And then you have this other one over here, they got this one. And the next thing you know it, here's what happens. It's all the tires are kind of able to move and then you kind of move the whole machine. Well, anybody that's starting a business, you have to get those things moving. And then when you get them moving, they have to be moving consistently. And then once they move consistently, then you've got this piece of the puzzle, this car who has all these wheels, you can move like a little bit. And then what ends up happening is you're like, okay, I moved this rickety freaking rock of a car. Now I'm moving. It's kind of shaking a little bit. And now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna delegate somebody to do this part, which is the back rear wheel. I'm gonna del delegate somebody to do the back rear wheel. And then next thing you know it, you're like, okay, I can actually just get in the driver's seat and I'm not from the back wheel it's like okay now now we're moving here right and the think the thing that that people see is that the is level that, the that level they're, they're at, at they're wanting to just get uh, like a strategy to do there you have to be there in the physical realm to move that ship and that's where i think that when you buy a business it already has all those things moving so you can kind of just get in and move it but if you're really building a business from scratch you no matter what any of these guys say, you have to get those flywheels moving and then delegate them after that. And I think that that's where the mindset of the, of the level that you're at is because you might be just a digger. 
like when you're DM and you're gonna, you're just a digger, man. You gotta grind through this shit so that you can get above and then get someone to run the flywheel below. I I don't think there is anybody in the history of humanity that had any level of success that did not have to crawl through broken glass at some point to get there. And this is part of like some of the shit that seems to be popping up in the coaching industry. There's no trick. There's no get rich thing. There's no shortcut that's going to last long. There's a lot of flash in the pan tactics, whatever. But the, you, need, you need the overall strategy. And then the tactics support that strategy. Tactics follow the change. Strategies will never change. They're always the same. You got to talk to people. Nobody knows who you are. You got to go out and talk. I don't know. If you, if you have a lot of time, not a lot of money, you need a lot of conversation. If you have a lot of money, not a lot of time, you need to go find somebody that can run paid ads, paid traffic, steer that traffic, just put your money behind it. And I think going off of that perspective of like, okay, get this tire going, get this tire going, get this tire going, this tire, okay, now the whole thing moves. Bring kind of like an internal kind of journey, I guess I went through because I, I don't know what it is, but I just mindset thing. I, I got a long way to go. I got a lot to learn. I have this vision in my head. There's this person I want to be. Well, let me bring it back. There's a level I want to get to. I have to be a person that can hang out at that level. I don't feel like I am that person. That's why I'm not at that level. Now, okay, what are some, I literally like wrote this on a piece of paper. What are some traits that I think the person at this level has? What are they? Organized, disciplined, morning ritual. Wake up at this time, whatever it is, go to bed at this time. There's a set wake up, a set end. I got all these other traits. And then I think, okay, what are, what are some traits that I have right now? And I list them all out. And I can very clearly see the difference. Anything that's on my list and this list, I crossed it out. Okay. And now I had like, okay, I have these list of traits that if I want to get to this level, if I want to be this person, these are some of the traits I think I need to have. I circled one. That's my number one goal for the next moment. Mm-hmm. If all my effort is focused on that. Then in six, seven, eight months, it stands to reason that I would just naturally flow into that person. And I'm just like, fucking fingers crossed, man, that the universe just kind of gives me a ramp up to that. I am this person. Okay, give me the path, reveal yourself. And if I can just take advantage of it, just fucking hang on, just like white knuckle that steering wheel. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like that would propel me into that level that I want to be at. And I think that that is a pretty like methodical way to get there. It is a very clear, it is not difficult to understand. Here's some traits. Okay, I want to be more organized. What are some, what are four things that I can do to be more organized? I don't know. I haven't gotten that part. Whatever. But that, does that make sense? Or is there? No, I think that, well, I think that what that, I think what we're actually having the discussion is, is that in reality, you and I learned this more and more. It's, it's really funny because I, I think about and I talk more now. I think about martial arts. I don't know why I'm bringing this up a lot, but when you when you look at somebody fighting, and you can go back and look at all the videos through YouTube and everything like that, it 98 of them is somebody's hopefully ducking their chin and they're just swinging the best that they can, right? <laughs> but if you just went back to fundamentals and said, this is what the structure of fighting is. If you understand that if I turn my shoulders this way, then I'm probably going to be able to generate the most power if I climb them back this way. 
and then the best power is going to come Whoa. back this way, right? Because I'm using everything that I've got. And I think that once you figure that out, what I have even been doing the last couple of weeks is I've literally been going on YouTube and I'm taking about what is money? What is our banking system? How, how am I not seeing the fundamentals? What <laughs> is the sale? What is the transaction? What it, and I tried lately, I've been just going back and being like, the fundamentals of all of this is very simple. What we do is we try to create all these concepts and ideas and things like that because I don't know, the creative mind, right? But if you just believe that the world only works in really one way, then I think once you identify those structures, you're like, oh, I just go learn that one. I go learn that one. And it's pretty cool. It, it, it is. I, I think we are natural, like human beings naturally complicate things. We don't like to be bored. I think really successful. Anybody, so like uh, like your boy there on the wall, didn't he say like, I'm more afraid of the guy that practiced one kick 10,000 times mm-hmm. than a guy that practiced 10,000 kicks? Practicing one kick 10,000 times, dude, that's going to be pretty boring. That's going to be super boring. Mm-hmm. But now he's like the best of the best. Super successful businesses, super boring on the inside. They find what works, do the exact same thing over and over and over and over. And that's what I, I think. think. I think that this is, and this is something I just cut you off, but it's really funny because I've been wanting to say this. I really, I think, and because it's happened to me before, I think that people, once they figure it out, they go, it's, that's it. And you're like, yeah, now you know your numbers. You're going to just do that over and over again. People go, I thought this was glorious. And you're like, no, it's the internal relationships you may, you make doing the dumb thing. For example, it's the dumb thing. I don't getting your nails done, right? <laughs> it's like, it's pretty, it, it, people have, they're good at it. Okay. But it's just getting your nails done. You know what I mean? It's yeah. super simple. But what's happening when you go to get your nails done, is someone's talking to you. They're having the comedy, like a hair salon, super simple. It's the same thing over and over again, but it's the conversations that are happening around it that make the actual business fun. So I think that like the conversation we're having right now, is just fundamentals are don't undo Simplicity. the fundamentals. Yeah. Do less, better. Don't do more. Don't figure out how to do more. Do less, better. Yeah, do less of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it better. That I mean, so, so like, a, like I'm like to put this in perspective, I, I have a, a spreadsheet. I made a spreadsheet. It's just a database, like whatever. Do all these other things. To me, it looks amazing. Wow, this looks super cool. Very, very impressive. But is it effective? And my mentor just like slowly, not she's she's just giving me these little like, hey, like what can we remove? Like, hey, like what is what is the most basic form of this spreadsheet? And in my mind, I'm like, wow, dude, like why would you get rid of that? And then it's like, whoa, okay, well, why would you get rid of that? So, oh, well, that's a vanity metric. It doesn't that doesn't matter. I don't want to teach my clients to care about the metric. That's not going to get the result. Who cares how many people looked at your fucking profile? How many people booked a phone call? And then I was like, oh, okay. Holy shit. I got 10 rows. I could probably get rid of like eight of them. And we're just like, nothing will change. Just as effective. But anybody else could come in and see this database and make moves. They could, they could work off of it. They could make it better. They could function inside of it. And that's when I kind of realized, like, wow, man, like I... I'm making like an SOP or 
or a strategy or something, I'm tailoring it to myself. I'm like, that's not fucking helpful because like, I'm not going to be running this strategy. I need to make yeah. it so simple enough. Hardcore fundamentals that somebody else can come in and just rock it. But that's why and when I, you built a business, the fun, fundamentals that you've learned, like we were talking about that idea of having all the wheels moving. The reason why the second one is easy to build is because you know which pieces of the puzzle to add. But to get those skills and get to that next step is the bitch. You're crawling through glass, man. There's no easy way around glass. There's not. It's dirt. No, dude. it's dirt. And I think and then, that one, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe if I don't know, I have a little bit of that. Like, what if you're just straight up? Like, this is what this is. This is the grunt work to get you to the next level. How does that sell? Well, it only sells to the people that really want to do the grunt and they're real. And not a lot of people want to do that. And so like, th this is something else. I think there's a pretty big, there are, there are big differences. I think there's big differences between people. There are people that are cut out to be running a business. People cut out not to be running a business. Neither is good, bad, right, or wrong. Oh man, I just lost my train of thought. Shit. Well, I'll, I'll jump on that. I think that it, Please, yeah. it, it, some people just have to wait longer for that skill set to kick in. Like, I think that oh, man, like, like I, if, if you look at my, like my story about being on like with a guitar and you look back and it's like, I had guitar going around in my background my whole life. Like that was, that was a, that was a, a gift that I got that when I decided to play guitar, I could add that rhythm pretty quick. And so I already got that part. Right. But if somebody's like, I want to learn guitar and they've never heard guitar and they got to go and play this, they, they don't have anything that's been added to their ecosystem that's going to, they can attach it quickly. And I yeah. think that when you're watching people in areas that I screw up as well, they may have already been privy to that process multiple times. And so they're going to just add that process immediately. So I think our journey of being a business owner really is just eliminating stuff that we've learned that aren't going to run a, a ship. I would, uh, that, and I would, I would just to add on to that is like you, every, like you're learning the guitar, every time you pick it up, you are successful. You are a success. You have successfully started your journey to learn this guitar. But it seems like only when you're like, really, okay, college is a good example of this. You are only successful. Everybody, like when you graduate, go to that party, like, oh, you're a successful grad. Oh, you're super successful. You graduate, you're successful. And it's like, no, dude. Every day I woke up at 7 a.m. to go to that class, I was successful. Every day I came back and did my homework, I was successful. Mm -hmm. And it's forgetting about those individual mini successes throughout your entire day. It's really easy to get lost and off track. And I think like coming back to mindset, there's a hardcore level of awareness that when we, when we are aware and we recognize that, whoa, dude, like just me waking up, I've already kind of won. I'm good. I'm alive. Like I already won. So like everything that I do that's getting me closer to my goal, I'm constantly winning. I'm successful. Like every single day that I'm going towards my goal, I'm successful. It just seems like every, if I, if I'm learning organic messaging and I send out a hundred messages and nobody responds, I get no calls booked, no sales, I'm a failure. And it's like, no, dude, you are a success. Like you just sent out a hundred messages. If you only need 10,000 messages to be a ball. As long as that's fine. And I'm okay with that conversation. As long yeah. as your commitment is long enough 
for you to fail forward. And so oh, yeah. I would be okay with that conversation of someone saying you're a success if it's part of the process of longevity of learning it. However, if you're going to quit and not master this, then you really did fail. Absolutely. Yeah. If because you, if you didn't, yeah. 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 If you didn't achieve what you set out to do, then what do you do? Waste the time. A lot of time. Um, but through the journey, as long as you stayed on the same line, I think that it's like if I would have played guitar the whole time and I couldn't strum a like a, a song by the end of it, dude, I'd be pretty jacked up, right? But then I can look back if I put together a song or a chord or something like that. I can be like, dude, I remember when this was jacked up. But the thing is, there was there was light. And so I think that like in business, there's so many variables, but somebody else could come into your business and turn it into a million dollar business within a three weeks. There's people oh, yeah. that could walk in and within a month, but the assets that they're going to need it, it aren't going to be the actual battlefield that you have. So like if someone came in and you're saying, I want to generate 50 appointments, you're like, oh, just tell me how to do it. You're like, okay, but we need an infrastructure. And you're like, oh shit, what do you mean? So it's, it's almost like it, 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 there's a part of infrastructure that has to be created. Either you're going to build it with mud for yourself or you're going to buy it. And then you have to repeat the process. This, this has been a really cool podcast, man. This is this yeah, has actually I, turned into like some real cool application and conversation, and I think it was like, I think this is really cool. Where do uh, where do people find you, Joe? Facebook, man. Send me up on Facebook. I I am such like I firm. I believe one of the points of life is to learn as much as you can and pass that information to other people. So collectively, we are advancing up and up and up and up. So I am just like I huge open book. I, there's no like, oh, I'll show you this. Like, I literally have nothing to sell. Hit me up. Like, I am more than happy to help anybody yeah. with anything that I can. If I don't know how to help, I'll let you know. Pass you off to somebody else. I don't know. Hit me up on Facebook. I have a very genuine passion in helping people kind of be the, being, I, I had a helping hand that helps me out of the feeling stuck. I was like a leaf blowing in the wind, no guidance, no direction. No well, I did have ambition. No direction. I didn't know what to do, where to go. I had a helping hand. It's like God just reached down, gave me his hand. I grabbed it, came up. That's where I want to be proud of you. So hit me up on Facebook. That was amazing, man. Thanks for being an awesome guest. And so far, the longest podcast that we've had. <laughs> I'm so pumped, dude. This has been amazing. It's amazing. And I actually did. It was like you, uh, we actually filmed it on my birthday. So today is my birthday. Oh, yeah. So I saw it on it. Facebook. Dude, happy birthday. Dude, yeah. So we filmed this on my birthday. So I was just feeling like, dude, this is rolling so good. I was like, I ain't going to kick this thing off. So to close out another episode of Moved Entrepreneur Evolve podcast, make sure that you like and subscribe to this one. What a great episode. And also go back and look at other episodes. Uh, we just released a couple another ones, uh, Nick and Bill, and we've got a lot of bunch of amazing guys that are there. So with that, thanks a lot, Joe. Been an awesome guest on the Moved Entrepreneur Evolve podcast. It's been an honor, man. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.